welcome to Betfair's Aintree preview with Betfair ambassador in its home, Paul Nichols. Uh, how are you? It's great to be here. Yeah, in good form. Yeah, uh, we had a good morning this morning. Uh, horses all in where I want them to be. Um, made a uh, sort of plan for what we're going to do during the week. So yeah, all yeah. good. Right, well, we're going to get stuck into a few yeah. of those plans in due course. Uh, how have you been since I was last here? So probably three and a bit weeks ago. No point shirking the issue. Cheltenham didn't go to plan. No. Um, talk me through it. No, it didn't go to plan. I mean, the ones we really, really fancied um, didn't run because of the ground. We thought yeah. it was soft enough. And, uh, you know, I was getting plenty of stick for not running them. But any time of the year, if the ground isn't suitable for what you're running, it's pointless actually uh, running. So we thought we'd keep them fresh for Aintree. Yeah. Um, you, you know, look at Brave Man's game. He, he definitely doesn't want that heavy ground. Everyone has an opinion what the ground is. Harry got off stage during the first who, who doesn't want it too soft, said he felt on him he was riding heavy. We, we had a sort of meeting with the owners and decided not to go. And the other ones we took out, St. Calvados, uh, Simply the Bats, Time White, ground. all on yeah. spring ground. So, yeah. you know, we, knowing the fact that we've got Aintree coming up, it's a nice race. And we thought we'd just wait with them and um, hopefully it'll pay off. We'll see. And obviously, like you say, uh, hindsight can be a wonderful thing, but sort of any regrets at this stage about any of the decisions for those horses that you made there? It sounds like there's none. Well, if it had been back in the day when you could declare for two races with the forecast of the rain, I'd have probably declared Brave Man's game for the Thursday. Okay, Over yeah. two and a half, and probably would have run him over two and a half on that ground. It wasn't, yeah, yeah. But now you're only able to declare for one race. And once you declared, say, for the Wednesday, that's it, you can't declare for anything later in the week. Yeah. And, you know, some of those races where they don't go too many runners, perhaps if there was that option, if, you know, if there's a, a, a dubious weather forecast or something like that, it would, if you could declare for a second race just to give you the option, you, you know, you're still not going to run in two races, but you'd, you know, I, if I could have gone yeah. and declared, knowing what the weather forecast was at the, you know, coming on the Tuesday night, Wednesday, it may have been an option to run him over two and a half. Uh, look, it would have been a hot race, but, um, you know, who knows what might have happened. But anyway, yeah, that's history. We move on um, yeah. and we're looking forward to entry. Absolutely, like you say, in the past, focus on the yeah. future. Uh, one of the things that the racing media have been trying to make quite a big story out of lately is obviously the Trainers' Championship. I feel like we're just on repeat this time of year yeah. for you, <laughs> under the cosh again. Um, there's talk about Willie Mullins going for it, but he has drifted. I think he's out to about 12 to 1 now with Betfair for the Trainers' Championship here in the UK, and it doesn't look like he's really focusing in on it, does it? No, um, yeah, this time of year, that's always the last three weeks of the season. It's always something interesting to get stuck into. And Is it that interesting? No, you must well, get bored about this chat. Yeah, it's on all the down. I mean, it's quite a lot of pressure because obviously, you know, we're in the position now, me, Dan and Nicky, we'd all like to win it. And I've been in front all through the season. Things have been a bit slower. Like, didn't have any Cheltenham winners. And actually, we came out of Cheltenham actually all right, considering it could have been a disaster if, if you know, yeah, we yeah. didn't, but it wasn't. We're in front, we're still in front. We've got a big team for entry in Sandown. And it probably go, it wouldn't surprise me, it goes to the last day of the season. Regarding Willie, obviously, I was looking at the entries of everybody the other, seeing how many he was going to bother to bring over. And if he'd been taking it seriously, he'd have entered a far, far more horses and a lot more races. He's obviously said he's concentrating on, on Fairy House and Punchestown. And obviously, all those horses of his have been well prepared. And, been trained hard for the minute, all performed hard. It was it's a quick turnaround to go to eight three with some of those horses. So he'd have to win the national on Saturday, which he might win the national on Saturday. Um, but that's still going to be a hard task. You know, they're still going yeah, to leave him yeah. plenty of money to get without us winning anything. And yeah. I think my opinion is Nick is the biggest danger. Um, you know, he's got plenty to run, some good horses in a lot of races. 
Dan's obviously still chipping in there. So it can go either way. It all depends really on what happens by the end of this week. I, I'd still like, if I'm in front next Monday going into the last two weeks of the season, then I'll be quite pleased. OK, well, look, let's get stuck in to your Aintree runners then. Starting with Klanders Oboe in the Aintree Bowl, coming back for more after his victory 12 months on. Uh, but in slightly different form this time around, where do you have him, sort of when you reflect on where he was going into Aintree 12 months ago versus now, what differences are you seeing in him? I think exactly the same, funny enough. He okay. seems to come alive this time of year. His run the other day wasn't that much different to when he, 12 months ago, he got beat by Secret Investor. Yeah. All credit to Secret Investor. He's a nice horse, but he's hardly a graded winner. And we were a bit disappointed that he, he didn't beat um, Secret Investor that day when yeah. everything was in his favour. A few more you know, weeks down the line in this time of year, he seems to come good. I mean, end of the day, he's 10. He's had a lot of hard races. He's not getting any younger. So he's not going to improve on what he's ever done before. But if we can get him somewhere near, um, he'll go into the race. Obviously, fresh. He likes entry. And hopefully, he's got a nice chance. Headgear. Blinkers. Yeah. Blinkers. We just, uh, Harry just said after um, Newby the other day, why don't we try him now with blinkers? We'd always thought about it at some stage or another. And it was always a cheap pieces first. They've worked. And then put some blinkers on him and he worked in blinkers on Saturday morning and went very nicely. Scott was very pleased with him. So yeah, I mean, if he can come back to his very best like he did last year, around that track, he's got a nice chance. With a change of headgear, is it kind of to resort to blinkers, is that your last resort with him? Or is it, does it not quite work like that when you're thinking about headgear? I think it just focuses their mind sometimes, you know, like old Seymour Busy, remember all years ago, used to have them all on all the time. Um, and never did him any harm, lots of horses. He's, he's not ungenuine, he's just sometimes they can get a bit lazy, a bit older, you know, race behind the bridle and it just sharpens them a fraction. And as I said, on Saturday morning, Scott was very pleased with him. So, you know, if we hadn't put the blinkers on, he'd have definitely had cheap pieces on. I don't think it's a massive difference, to be honest. It's just something different. Yeah. And, um, you know, you never stop trying. Absolutely, never stop trying indeed. Um, Aintree Hurdle, I think you have a couple of runners planning, Mon Morale. Interesting profile with him. Yeah. You know, he has that sort of slightly typical thing of being a standout four-year-old yeah. and then kind of lost his way a bit. But I still think he's got to have a huge, that huge engine must still remain. Yeah, of course it is. And when he goes chasing in the autumn, you'll see that. Okay. You know, he's, he's going to be a real nice chaser going on onwards. And if you look back at all those good four-year-olds, I mean, I think last year's all four-year-olds have struggled this year. The whole why lot does of that them. happen? It's Tell just me because, why that because they suddenly go, uh, they're up against the older horses, they get no weight allowance, and they sort of, they're in between, they're, it's, a, it's a funny, they, they don't get any help at all, really. Yeah. Um, and if you look at Adagio, who he beat in the uh, grade one entry last year, he's had a tough season. He's yeah, run he well, has. but he's had a yeah, tough yeah, season. Yeah. He's yeah. champion. So on that form from last year, we've got a lot to do. We have to improve on all known form to win on, on, on Thursday. So he's... Definitely improved for the run at Fontwell, and we, we got pushed into running him there because he'd had the injury at Newcastle, travelled really f freely and a, probably a bit too keen and fresh and well at Fontwell, got tired from the back of the second last night. He's had a month's hard grab since then, he's a lot fitter, two and a half a suit and better. So hopeful of a good run from him, but he has, to, on what he did last year, improve. Okay, and look fabulous. Well, he's rated a pound higher, funny enough. He's rated 150. It's he's kind of mad, isn't it, when you look it at It is, <laughs> but you know, he's a good horse, he's run some good races, and um, He's going to have some cheap pieces on, just folk in his mind, which has worked really well at home. Um, and two and a half suits him well. I don't think he gets three miles, we've proved that. When, may do over fences, but not at the moment. So I wouldn't be surprised if he ran really well. I mean, he was meant to run in the Coral Cup, wasn't yeah, it, at Cheltenham? Yeah, yeah. And when you really look at him, I mean, do you genuinely see him as a horse who might grab a placed effort in a grade one? Yeah, do you definitely. Think? I mean, if, if you look back to last year's the Newbury uh, three mile hurdle when Time White and um, oh, Emma's horse beat him. Um, 
he, he jumped the last in front and finished third, and that was as good a run as ever. Yeah. Um, never really proved afterwards he got three miles, and we should have been going to chase him. It's all gone wrong. So let's go back to two and a half miles, cheap pieces on, see if we can grab some prize money, and then he'll be chasing. Okay, so two chases in the making, really. Yeah, yeah, both future. of them. Yeah, I mean, they'll yeah. both be chasing in the autumn. And Monmoral, particularly exciting horse, you know, he's won. In a lot of ways, by not having run after Christmas, he's had an easy season, which will come to hand next year when we much much to his advantage and uh, you know as I said October when he starts chasing will be real real fun yeah and then two horses who I'm really keen to talk about in the Melling chase uh, Hitman and St Calvados very differing profiles yeah. let's just start with St Calvados because of course he was one of the ones that we've talked about as was going to run at yeah. Cheltenham and then didn't um I mean, I, he, was just, he was sort of like the clever man's each way shout in Ryanair. How do you, when you've really prepped a horse for that day, ha then take your foot off the gas with them at home and then re-prep them three weeks later? Is that a struggle for you? Well, if they'd have run, it would have been. But having not run, it's quite easy because he just had a couple of quiet days and then straight back in their normal routine. Okay. Um, he has improved enormously since then physically in wow. his coat and everything. He, he was a bit behind in his coat for chance, so he's better in his coat now. It's like anything, you probably saw Layla one on Saturday. It took us a year to work out how to get the best out of him. And I think, same with these new horses, it takes a little while to get to know them what you need to get the better. Obviously, he wants decent ground. He doesn't want that ground like it was at Ascot. I think he needs to go left-handed. That's not totally conclusive because he ran well in the King George. But, and we trained him a little bit differently. Just hopefully we're learning about him. And he's, he's, he seems in a real good place at the moment. I mean, he, we spoke about it in the Cheltenham preview, but the same rules kind of apply in the fact that he's so lightly raced in recent years and that he has splatterings of really good form. I mean, that's basically because he's had problems, you know, yeah. and if he was more straightforward and hadn't had issues, he'd been running like once a fortnight, but that some of those horses are quite fragile, which he is. Um, I would have said two and a half miles uh, round... Um, Aintree would suit him quite nicely. Although at home, as I've said before at Christmas, you suggest he wants three miles, yeah. but we haven't proved yeah, he's got yeah, that yet. But I mean, I'd love to go into next year's King George with a clear run, having learned a lot about him, yes. and do things a little bit differently. Like um, it. But yeah, he looks good at the moment, and hopefully the ground's not too soft. Love a long-term plan. Uh, talk to me about Hitman. I feel like he is a horse who you have, uh, I feel like anyway, quite you hold him in quite high yeah. regard. Yet what we've seen of him on the track kind of doesn't match up to what you seem to think of him at home maybe am i right in that yeah, i feel yeah, like you really you, like i mean him. he reminds me really of what clan and frodon were when they were the same age if you right. go back to when they were six frodon was okay clan yeah. was okay not quite winning his handicaps and was sort of shown us some good form yeah. and they took that to a next level as they matured and i think he's still really immature he's actually got some really good form in some graded races so he's in no man's land you're not going to win a handicap off top weight really at the moment yeah. so he has to run in his graded races where he's a little bit shy probably of being Top, top class. He ran very well against Protectocrat last year. Actually jumped the last in front um, in, in last year's entry novice chase. He yeah. ran really well that day. And he's actually run okay this year. I think the ground at Newbury was a bit quick for him over two. And I could see him next year progressing up to even three miles. But he's still, he's a horse that I think is still big and weak and will still keep improving. And I keep thinking Frodon clan when they were that age, with, uh, them, what they've achieved as they got to seven years old and onwards, 
before then, they were fairly sort of limited. And he's very much like that. I think there's plenty to come. I'm not saying it'll be this week. He'll run a really good, solid race. But I still think there's more to come when he's had another summer. Definite work in progress. Yeah, vibe. definitely, definitely. But I'm sure one day there's, there's a big one in him. I, look, if you say but it, we'll I'm see. believing you. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, you've got it right many times before. Um, the Mileway Novices Chase, Brave Man's Game, obviously. Big talking horse going to Cheltenham. Big talking horse going into Aintree. Uh, suppose the simple question is, what sort of form is he in right now? Yeah, fine. I mean, he obviously didn't have a race. We he doesn't need a lot of work, so he he's ha hasn't done too much. But he's done just what we want. Scott, who rides him, is very happy with him. He looks good. Last year he ran very well at Aintree, having had a very hard race at Cheltenham, and he probably wasn't at his best. Um, I think I actually think a track like that suits him very well. And if he's going to go to Kempton and win in King George, it needs to suit him well. Yeah. Um, I, I don't. I actually generally didn't think he wanted three miles plus in a very testing ground at Cheltenham. I, I'm not convinced that he's got plenty enough speed for that. He can still win over two and a half. He's not a what I call a real dower stayer. I think people see him as that. Funny, yeah, he's enough. got plenty of boot, and he yeah. stays three. He, you know, yeah, that's yeah. why Kempton suits him well and Newry. But he, he, he's a good horse, and um, he he he'll run very well. Schooling all good as usual. With him. Yeah, done everything nice. Yeah. Yeah. He's great on the track. He's he just dead straightforward well. at home. Yeah. And I'd like, you know, I'd like to think that the Aintree, the jumps, around, you know, you've got to jump around Aintree, that'll bring out the best in him. What did you make of Lahon Press winning and a hoist in yours run? Like, what did you, I know obviously it's hard to reflect on that race when it was what ifs for you, but when you look at it now, what did you think of that race in the end? Well, Lahon Press won it very, very impressively. I mean, he put Pick Dory well in his place at Sandown and Pick Dory then won a grade two the next time very easily. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we'll talk to him about him and he wants a flat track. Um, and then he beat Hoy Senor, and he, he won arguably very, very, very comfortably in the end, whereas I think Hoy Senor had a very hard race. I'm very impressed with him. He's a very good horse without shadow of doubt, and he, you, you know, he'll be hard to beat, whatever. He's the Chantland winner, so he'll be the one to beat. Yeah, could be a cracker of a race. Uh, it could be, and, and Hoy Senor is obviously, he won at Aintree last year. Um, he had a hard enough race at Cheltenham the other day. I just wondered whether that might leave a mark on him. Yeah, I, I wonder know. with him as well. He's quite a big framed horse. Entry chase track may not suit him. Yeah. So we'll see. But, you know, they're two high-class horses, aren't they? Yeah, it could be one of the so races. It, 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 sure. It's a proper race, yeah. Will so you feel the pressure a bit around that time? Or? No, it's funny enough. I don't know what it is. The pressure going into Cheltenham is immense. I just It's hard to... Entry, I really look forward to it. And, you know, when there's a draw, you can't change it. But... Yeah, you're always feeling pressure when you're running these good horses, but we can't do any more, and we're quite excited about running him. Yeah, absolutely. Now, you mentioned uh, Pick Dory there. He runs in the manifesto, does he? Yeah. Two and a half miles flat track suits him very well. Yeah. Um, and, and decent ground, so he's one that I hope there's not too much more rain. You know, I, I don't know what the fuck. Good to soft fine. He wouldn't want it much softer than that. You know, he, he, he does struggle on, on, on soft ground. Um, he, has, he has had a few breathing issues in the past. Flat track like Kempton, he went a good gallop. He was very good. I kind of don't see him as one of your top notches, though. Is that a I, bit he's, unfair? He's got a huge or? amount of ability. I mean, you okay. think he's won a Betfair hurdle. Um, and yeah, then, maybe I'm being tough. Then I last don't know, year he didn't jump and he would have won in this year. He's won two grade twos. He would have won at Newbury if he hadn't fell and that would have been good form. I think on a flat track on good or even a little faster ground, he's, he's very good. He definitely won't be top class in soft ground. That is for sure. Okay. But he's definitely a very good horse. Okay, but, a a bit under, but he needs things in his favour. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? He, he wants to be going around Kempton yeah. or... Somewhere, Aintree, two yeah. and a half, something like that. Got to get He's it. not going to be a, 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 an out-and-out -out stare, but he's got plenty of ability. Yeah, circumstances right to see him at If he jumped like Brave Man's Game, and uh, he, he would go a long way, but he, he yeah. doesn't. They can't all be that but, good. But, you know, he's very talented. That's the thing with him, you know. Yeah. He, he is actually getting there now. Yeah. Um, the Fox Hunters. Cat Tiger's been around there twice. 
But it was last year's third finish, was it, in the end for him, I think, in the Fox Hunters, was it? Is that uh, right? Who, Bob and Co? Uh, Cat Tiger, where did he finish? He didn't run in the Fox Hunters. Uh, well, no, he did, he ran in the Fox Hunters at um, Aintree last year, ran very yeah. well, was in front probably soon enough. So was that kind of, was that what I was going to ask, is kind of, was that his, the best you could yeah, get out of is, him yeah. for that? It probably is, but I, but I think it, you could probably ride him with a little more restraint now. He knows, yeah. he, he knows you, and I don't think it's as hot a race as you. Billaway doesn't run. I think the horse that he beat at Cheltenham had a very, very hard race at Cheltenham. He'll have done well to bounce back from that. Yeah. Horse uh, of uh, Whaley Cohen's is quite a nice horse. Jet, he was beat by Chantoufleur at Fontwell. Yeah. Well, that's okay for him. So I think it's a bit more of an, an easier, probably Fox Hunters than it probably was last year. And last year's winner uh, had a hard race at Cheltenham. So it's quite open. So Cat Tiger's definitely in there with a chance in the fact that two mile six is his trip and he jumps around there. So I said to David, you've got to make your mind up really. Um, just from give us a bit of behind the scenes insight, if you if you may, uh, what was David Maxwell's mood like after Cheltenham? Because I really felt like he thought that that was his. Yeah. Oh, I felt I felt for him. He had a great chance. He did. He, he did. It just didn't quite work out. He didn't sit lot the fence at the top of the hill. Then upside down they went. Um, but he, he's positive, and he was he saying next day? Well, at least I've got ten years more to keep doing it. I mean, <laughs> relentless enthusiasm for the game. Yeah. Yeah, and he, he'll do it one day. I just know he will. He'll either win one of those fox hunters at Channel Wayne because he's determined to do it. I feel like the satisfaction he will get from winning one, yeah. you will get from yeah. hopefully training him one, will be off the scale. Yeah, no, definitely. And we, he's got a lovely young great school strategy, I and mean, we haven't seen the best of yet. Right. Who's going to mature? He could be a great horse for the fox hunters next year at Aintree. Um, so yeah, he he won't stop trying to win it. That's for sure. Okay, let's move on to a couple of the, the handicap chase, um, the red rum handicap chase. Dolos, does he go? And, and yeah. Time White obviously has the entry as well. We've seen them quite recently. Yeah, they're both run. Okay. Um, Dolos is won his Sandown race the other day. He's, like, he loves it around there, right handed. Seems to suit him well. Not so quite so good anywhere else. He's capable of running well. He's probably in the grip of the handicapper now. He's going to carry near top weight, but he's in good shape. He hasn't a lot of racing, and the trap might suit him. Time White. Um, I obviously really fancied him, yeah. it. I just, you know, I think he might have needed the run at Ascot the other day. He hadn't run for a long time yeah. because we kept him for, for um, Cheltenham. And he's one of those big gross horses that actually may have been. And as Harry said, he turned it in the straight and thought he was going to win a minute and then didn't find a lot. But then he could have done with a lead for longer. It was one of those sort of muddling races. One thing around here, they will go flat out, huge field, and he'll get a toe into the race longer. So it might suit him better. And, th- and as, he, the benefit of that run next week without going out the weights might actually be to his advantage. Okay. I just think he'll, he'll improve for that. And but he's one that could take a race quite quickly. Yeah, yeah. well, yeah, I mean, he's got a big gross horse and yeah. Bryony rode him work this morning and said she was happy with him. But yeah, yeah, yeah. on the face of it, I was a bit disappointed to start with. But, it, you know, sometimes his novice chase is a bit muddling. He got left in front and Harry then sort of pulled the race up in front and let the winner come into it. Yeah. And then he didn't find what he thought he was going to find. Whereas if an end-to-end gallop, it might have just suited him a little bit better. Okay. So he's not without a chance. All is not lost with him by a long shot. Um, not, anyway. In the handicap hurdle, complete unknown. Like, yeah. he's been a very good horse. Yeah, I yeah, very, he's, yeah. he's got better and better all the season when I'm one there. He's been busy, consistent. Yeah, yeah. He's and one he'd love to own. <laughs> he, just, he just, two and a half at entry, he wouldn't eat the ground soft. Okay. I, I, so we're going to just monitor the week and the weather and see what happens. If it's not soft enough for him, I'll wait and go to Perth with him for quite a valuable novice hurdle. Oh, okay. Um, that we won last year with three under through five. So he, he, to enter, I think he'd want it soft. Uh, weather forecast-wise, a bit of rain around, but... There was a bit of rain around. It's like, it must be a nightmare for um, the clerk of course trying to work out because it is... I think they had seven mil last night, so they'll be pleased with that. 
So what happens later on the week? I think there's some rain about on Wednesday again, um, and then possibly dry Thursday, Friday. But I mean, you know, it's a difficult one this time of year, but hopefully it won't be too bad. Yeah, uh, let's move on to the Topham. Simply the bets, yeah. another relatively new one to your yard. Um, will he take to the national fences? Well, I, I don't know. He, he, he's a lovely jumper, isn't he? Jumps, yeah, yeah. loves Jantland very well. He, he, I just thought he might well be. He's 155. He's a really tough mark. It's, it's hard to win off. You know, he's always consistent. He does his best. If he got too soft, or we were a little worried about that, he could wait for a limited handicap at Cheltenham next Wednesday over 2-5. He loves Cheltenham. I've got to talk to Andrew Brooks and just see what he'd like to do. Um, but he was was he was he meant to run at the festival? Yes, he was. He was, was he? yeah. Just too soft and him, yeah. too soft for him there. But would the, would it have always been the plan to kick on to Aintree? Yeah, well, I always thought that to the double would, would suit him. Oh, okay. Um, but there is the Cheltenham race as, as well. well. He loves Cheltenham. With the you know the grain was a little bit too soft for him. Or we look into the race and think that you know it's tough. We could wait. But I, I'd say he'd, he'd be a great ride range around Aintree. He jumps really well. He's loads of experience. Loves going left-handed. So yeah. Yeah, could really take to it. Yeah. And you also have Tararak de Matan in there as well. Yeah. Uh, does he go? Tamarak de Matan, he does go. Yeah. We thought he's a great jumper. We thought all along it would suit him very well. He ran very well last day at uh, Newbury. That um, was a big improvement. Yeah. The, the wind ops helped. He needed him, the first it? run. He did need it. Yeah, yeah he, his wind is not good. No. Yeah. So he had a tie forward operation after his disaster in the old Ronin, and and and, yes. and a tie forward is almost a last chance saloon. But actually, he ran very well behind Dolos. We knew he needed to run that day, okay. and then he improved and came up against one at um, Newbury, but ran really well. And Harry got off and said then, um, you know, he, he, he's, he could be a great one to run in the top of him. He, he jumps really well. So yeah, I think he's, he's there with a chance, definitely. Okay, uh, in the Sefton Novices, Jolino Bello really kind of appreciated dropping back into much shallower waters last time. That must have helped his confidence, but I just yeah. wondered where you thought you were at with him. He's a, he's a decent horse. I mean, he came up against that one twice at, um, at Chatham over three miles, at, um, the Irish horse. Um, and then we, we, we won there nicely at Newbury the other day en route to this. Um, he, he's matured a lot. He'll get three miles. You know, he's rated 138. He's right up there and amongst it. So I just thought three, three miles would do him well. And do you see him as a potential higher grade horse than what we've seen oh, yeah. him? He'll be chasing yeah. in the autumn. I mean, I like, always like to think that those horses like him that, you know, 138, 140 over hurdles can end up getting on towards 160 by one time or another over fences. He'll be a lovely novice chaser. Okay, stage star, another one that probably yeah, takes he, a lot of the same he, boxes in yeah, some ways. Yeah. <laughs> Flat track, better ground will suit him on Saturday. Um, How's he come out of the slog at Cheltenham? He got really buzzed up at Cheltenham okay. in the preliminaries, which is unlike him, ran very keen over the first mile and a half. Graham was testing and once he was beat, Harry looked after him. He was disappointed. He was disappointed that day. I think lots of reasons really. Um, but back to the drawing board, I think a flatter track and two and a half miles suit. I mean, he's obviously a high-class horse, but if you put a line for Chantal and he won the Chalo and he's unbeaten, if he comes back to form, he's got a chance. And he'll gain like the uh, Jelena Bella, he'll be chasing next season. Both of them chasers look forward to. Um, in Novices Chase, Mick Pasta, we haven't seen him since his summer jump sh campaign. Does he go? He had a tough time all through the spring and um, looked, ran very well in the Rising Stars at Wincat last time, didn't get the trip. Oh, then we ran him a week too soon at Chatham. Yeah. He's had a lovely break through the spring. Um, there's only a small field. I wouldn't be surprised if he, he ran into a place, but just wouldn't want the ground soft. He, yeah, he would, you know, just well start now if it was soft. But if we yeah. got some nice spring ground, then, um, you know, he could, he could run okay. He's a nice horse, he is. Okay, so I think that's probably the team rattle through. Do you want to mention anyone else for our Betfair loyal followers that we have missed on the list? Is there anyone? We've got two nice bumper horses to run, actually. Yes, a filly called Iliad Dalan, yeah. 
that with Nick Williams uh, sold uh, in January at Chantham, having run very well at Chantham, she was second in and quite a nice bumper having won at Warwick and she if, if you remember the day she was like six lengths in front turning and it just didn't quite get up the right. hill um, and the other one I really like is Henry the, Se Henry the second he's called or Henri the second as the owners call him he's <laughs> had two bumper runs he's a half brother to um, I'll get there in a minute and en Enrilla he's, okay. he's Enrilla's yeah, brother yeah. he's both saddle maker we love him and he, he won it Chepso first time out and then he won the listed bumper at Ascot but he won last year in Napa's Hill right and that form's worked out quite well that's been quite a good bumper so he runs on Saturday in the bumper if the ground's on the slower side I think he'll run really well it's also really like okay a couple of bump horses keeping an eye out for uh, best chance of the week do you think for your team I mean it's oh, a tough question you know best chance of the week um, do you know I really fancy Pictori on the first race on the first day wow if the ground's not soft okay so no rain. No, good to soft rain for all of them would suit us well. You know, okay, I mean, that was I a left field chart. Didn't yeah. expect that. Yeah, so Viewer, I think viewers he's, take uh, notes. Yeah, I think he's. A, I, you know, it, it's uh, that's the sort of race we've had in our mind all season for him, and you know, yeah. it's it, it looks a race that he's he's well capable of winning. I think there'll probably be four or five runners if it cuts up, as I think, and the track and the ground should suit him. No runner in the national, obviously, yeah. but uh, is that a bit disappointing? <laughs> oh, yeah, it is, because we thought we had a great chance with Highland Hunter. You know, he, he, yeah. he won the three mile five at Sandown before Christmas, ran very, very well in the national, Welsh national, which I think is a great trial for the Grand National, um, and sustained the leg injury three weeks ago. So obviously he can't run, and uh, yeah, it's so not to have a runner is um, not ideal, but, you know, we'll watch it and enjoy it. And, um, Harry's picked up a ride and lost in translation, which we got interested in. Very so good, yeah. Um, who do you think will win it? Delta work. Do you? Yeah, he won the cross country race, didn't he, very well. Breaking the hearts That's of many. Class, yeah. <laughs> I mean, class also, he obviously stays in jump, so uh, that would be my idea of the winner. But you know what, the Nationals, anything's possible. Anything's possible, indeed. Mm. I'm rooting for Snow Leopardess yeah, yeah, in the UK. Well, well, that would be a great story as well, wouldn't it? Great yeah, story. National story, yeah. needs a good story. Yeah, it does. Know? It does. And it was 10 years ago, another great one, wasn't it? Neptune Colange. Got to get him in. Well yeah. done, well played. Yeah. Nicely and it, done. I think he'll be there on Saturday parading. So, oh, really? Good, yeah. I mean, oh, I don't know where nice. that 10 years has gone, but it's been incredible. God, it doesn't feel that long ago, in yeah. fairness. Um, well, look, thank you very much. And you always, I always leave these chats feeling like uber confident about your runners. You've obviously got a whole host of nice horses, whether it not be for, you know, who knows what will happen this coming week, but even for the future, loads of names. Well, you've got to be confident, you know, and, and be positive. It's no point being otherwise, and hopefully that by some of them missing Cheltenham and slightly better grain, we'll have a good week. Thank you very much. Um, it's been a pleasure as always. Best of luck to you. We'll be following with interest. And thank you very much for watching. And don't forget to keep across all the Betfair platforms because they will have an offer every day for you to get involved with. Uh, we wish you the very best of luck and enjoy the week that is. Happy Grand National Week.